In today's episode, we talk our favorite deluxe resorts in part three of a three-part series on Walt Disney World Resorts. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a monster. You are listening to the Main Street Magic Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy Stein and John Marone. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I'm your host, Jeremy Stein, and I'm joined as always by my friend, co-host, and DVC member, John Marone. Good afternoon. This is part three of a three-part series on Walt Disney World Resorts. Make sure you go back and listen to the other episodes on value and moderate resorts. In today's episode, we discuss our favorite deluxe resorts. Please check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com, as well as like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at MainSTMagic. All right, John, so today we're going to talk about deluxe resorts. Uh, as I just mentioned in the previous episodes, we did our value, we did our moderate. So let's, let's talk about what's considered a deluxe resort, what our favorite one is, and then when it may or may not be appropriate to select a deluxe resort. Um, so deluxe resorts can usually on the low end range uh, from about 300 to 575 a night. So they are up there as far as, you know, their nightly rate. And under that deluxe resort is going to be the Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, Polynesian Resort, Grand Floridian, Wilderness Lodge, Beach Club, Contemporary, Yacht Club, and Boardwalk Inn. So when you're looking at the different the three different levels, this is actually the largest level in the sense of it has the most resorts. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about each of the resorts and our thoughts on them and what our favorite is. Um, now, I have not stayed at all of these. I've visited most of them. Where do you fall as far as the ones that you've actually stayed at? Or or maybe it's easier to say, where have you not stayed? I believe Yacht Club is the only one that I have not stayed at in the deluxe category. Okay, and... Now, all of these have, you could DVC at any of these, correct? That is correct. Okay. Um, And I would assume, because you have used DVC, I know most recently you did Grand Floridian, which was your first time there. I I, I feel like if, if you're staying at a deluxe resort, majority of the time, at least for... Maybe, you know, for myself or you, if you have DVC, that's probably going to be the time to use it is staying at a deluxe resort because of the price per night. Absolutely. Actually, I just booked a DVC weekend for March um, of next year, and I was looking through the resorts to see what's available. And it's interesting because point-wise, Animal Kingdom turned out to be the fewest points. Okay. It actually matched up and was the same amount of points as Saratoga Springs. Oh, okay. So in that case, we, I went ahead and booked Animal Kingdom. So I've done Animal Kingdom with points and without, mm-hmm. Wilderness Lodge with points and without, Floridian points, Contemporary by itself, Polynesian with points, um, Beach and Boardwalk with points. Yeah. Now, at, for example, so Animal Kingdom Lodge um, or even Grand Floridian, most of these are the DVC rooms, can you still book, the same way you did at Old Key West, can you book either a kind of standard studio room compared to, you know, one bedroom or two bedroom suites? Or how does that work out? Yeah, you can do studios, you can do one bedroom, two bedrooms. They often even have grand villas with three bedrooms. Okay. Many of the, and I won't say for all of them, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head here, but if I'm correct, Animal Kingdom, Wilderness Lodge, 
Boardwalk, if I'm correct, and I'll put a question mark on that one. But Grand Floridian, all their studios could actually sleep five. Okay. Where some of the other ones, even for deluxe, you're just at four. So yeah. it gives you the rooms are a little bit bigger. Obviously, the amenities are a little bit nicer, but you still have the same setup as the other resorts. Okay. So question: We're gonna, you know, we ask each of these episodes. You can pick one out of all the deluxe resorts. Which one are you picking? And I think I know your answer based on on some previous history. So I could, we can guess each other's here. Okay. So go ahead. What do you think? I'm going to guess you're staying at the Contemporary. And actually, I'm not. I'm going to go Grand Floridian. Perfect. And then for you, I'm going to say Wilderness Lodge. No, I'm going to do Animal Kingdom Lodge. But but I I will have, um, there's a little bit of an asterisk on that one, uh, which I'll get to. So Contemporary, you've talked over and over. I mean, that's your favorite. That's what you grew up going to. I mean, I think it's still probably your favorite resort, but why why are you picking Grand Floridian over there? Just because you you haven't done it a lot, so you want to experience it more? Yeah, I think that's part of it. And you know, also looking at it, I think for the money, if the two prices were very similar, I would probably pick the Floridian because it just has more. So when I say more, here's some of the things on the Floridian. Um, number one is if you've ever been to California and you go to San Diego and you cross over the bridge and go to Coronado Island, there's a wonderful hotel there, been there for ages, called the Hotel Del Coronado. Okay. The Grand Floridian is really a copycat of that resort with oh. the red um, spires on the se- on the rooftop, the white building, yeah. everything. Um, it's just interesting. So I had seen the Floridian many times before I saw the Del Coronado, and then you go out there, look at it, and you're like, wow, now I know exactly where the whole theme of it came from. Yeah. So that's one thing that's actually pretty neat about it. The rooms, you have 867 rooms. The standard is two queens, or you get a king and a day bed. You do have 26 one, two, or three-bedroom suites, six honeymoon suites, two club-level lounges. The You have the pool bars, but I think this is the one thing that probably takes them over the top is the number of places to eat. Yeah. So you have 1900 Park Fair, breakfast or dinner with characters. Citrico's for dinner. Grand Floridian Cafe for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Narcoosie's for dinner. Victorian Albert's for dinner. And then in the lounge in the main building, you still have the afternoon tea. Plus, each of the two pools have their own restaurants as mm-hmm. well. So you are in by far no shortage of food, where I think that takes it up just a level above the contemporary when it comes sure. to food. While the contemporary has, you know, obviously the California Grill, the Wave, Chef Mickey's, that's kind of, you know, that is it compared to the Floridian. So yeah. um, just more options there is why I probably put that one up for us as the top. Yeah. So if, and then if obviously food, you're pretty covered, but if you're at the Grand Floridian, you're on the monorail loop, uh, how much time do you think you're spending at the Grand Floridian enjoying it and maybe eating? Or are you going to go ahead and hop over to, contemporary or to Polynesian or some other areas to do some of your meals? Or you think you're pretty much, you're sticking at Grand Floridian and, and that's it? You know, to me, it just depends. So it obviously, if you're going to head to the contemporary, you're probably going to head there for Chef Mickey's because you have children yeah. and you want to do the buffet and you want to have the buffet with the five main characters, right? Yeah. Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, um, and whoever I left off there, Don. Um, Pluto. Ducks. Oh, Pluto. Pluto. Yeah. Yep. You, so you're going to want to do that where 1900 Park Fair is going to be more along the line of the princesses. Mm-hmm. 
So some little boys like it, some don't. Um, but to me, that's where you're heading to. If you're heading over to go eat upstairs at California Grill, it's a wonderful meal. But Victoria and Albert's is better. Citrico's is close mm-hmm. and probably a little bit underrated or overlooked because it just doesn't have the view. It's not at the top of the building. Oh, yeah. You're not yeah. looking out over over the Magic Kingdom. But if you want that, you can now head over to Narcusi's, which is kind of an octagon-shaped building right on the water that's detached from the main building for Grand Floridian. Okay. And that's one that has a whole side of pane of windows that looks straight out at the park, though you're not 15 floors up. You're looking, you know, straight straight out that way, but good food as well. So I think you could do that if you're heading to the Polynesian on the monorail to get something to eat. You're going to Ohana uh-huh. for the buffet, buffet um, whether that be breakfast or lunch, which is fine. But to me, that's a great thing, right? Hop on the monorail on oh, the yeah. either one with no big deal. Yeah. And if I want to take my time and don't want to hop on the monorail, I could take a boat. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah head over to, to Trader Sam's and grab a drink in the afternoon yep. before you come back to the Grand Floridian and, you know, maybe have dinner or, or hang out by the pool. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think those options there in that specific monorail loop are, are so good. And so we have we have not stayed at any of the ones on the loop. Um, we uh, we've been into the Polynesian because we had breakfast there at Ohana's. Uh, we've been in the contemporary just recently on our last trip. We went to wave. We've not stepped foot yet in Grand Floridian. Uh, come December on our trip there, uh, I have scheduled out for an afternoon to do the monorail loop and, and especially during Christmas time and check out, you know, each of those resorts or grab a drink or something to eat um, at each of them. Uh, other than that, I've not I've not stepped foot in the yacht club, uh, have not stayed at Beach Club. But, you know, we, we drop our kids off at the Sandcastle Club two, three times a year. So we understand what that's like. Uh, we got a chance to experience Boardwalk Inn with you guys last year uh, for a weekend in September, which, I, I mean, I absolutely loved Boardwalk Inn. With Boardwalk and Yacht and Beach, I think just their proximity to Epcot and really, you know, just walking right down and into that back entrance at Epcot really sets them apart, I think, from some of the others. Now, contemporary, you can make a quick walk over to Magic Kingdom. And obviously, with the monorail loop, you can kind of do that. But I remember the one morning, I think we were going to meet you guys at the pool when we were at Boardwalk Inn. We got up. We put on our bathing suits. I think you guys were grabbing breakfast. We walked into Epcot, walked on to Soren, right back to the hotel and met you guys at the pool. And it was just, it was so cool to be able to do that. Um, So with all that said... I pick Animal Kingdom Lodge, and it will only edge out Wilderness Lodge for me if you have that Savannah view, Uh, and I think I've mentioned that before, to have that balcony overlooking the Savannah, seeing animals while you're having your morning coffee uh, is what sets it apart. If, If I had to pick between a regular room in Wilderness Lodge and, you know, a view of the parking lot pretty much in Animal Kingdom, I'm gonna go with Wilderness, um... But I think most people you ask will say that Animal Kingdom Lodge has some of the best food of any resort with Sanaa and Boma. Uh, we, went, we went to Sanaa two nights in a row just for their bread service because it was that good when we were there. Uh, again, theming. I talk about it every time. Sound like a broken record, but I love theming. Animal Kingdom Lodge does it you know, better than almost any of the other resorts. I think Wilderness Lodge does a, 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 you know, a great job of that as well. Um, and then with any of the deluxe resorts, I feel like 
you get that extra activity, you know, kind of, I mean, you can say it's free with air quotes, but you get that, those extra things that are included that aren't at some of the other resorts. So when we stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, one afternoon they did cookie decorating. That was, you just showed up at a time and, and you got to decorate cookies. Uh, they have the king uh, pin trader every day in the store who has this bag full of pins and you get to pick one out. The kids line up and some adults and you pick one of the you know pins out of the bag and then if you like it, you can keep it or you can trade back with him. So I think the, you know, the activities that they have in the attention to detail at the deluxe level is like for, and, and let me know what you think. When you go from value to moderate, there's a difference, but I don't think it's as noticeable. Even the price isn't that big of a difference sometimes. When you go from moderate to deluxe, like, I mean, that's a whole new ball game. Do you agree? Uh, I mean, it's, it's so di- like it's almost like there should be something between moderate and deluxe. Yeah. And it is interesting that deluxe is their biggest category. So, it, you know, so much here to, to talk about. So one of the things for deluxe is usually proximity to parks or transportation. Animal Kingdom and Wilderness Lodge are the two that stand out that don't fit that bill. Right. Right, it's I could take the monorail from the Floridian Contemporary or Polynesian to either Magic Kingdom or Epcot. Yep. I could take any of those resorts. I can take a boat to the Magic Kingdom. I take a bus anywhere else. If I'm in the boardwalk area, Yacht Beach Boardwalk, I could walk to Epcot. Mm-hmm. I could walk to Hollywood Studios. When Hollywood Studios is done with all its update how more valuable are these resorts oh, now? Oh, yeah. Right? Or, yeah. And I know Swan and Dolphin aren't Disney-owned, but they're on Disney property, so you get all the same, you know, early magic. You get all the benefits of being on it. Mm-hmm. And if you're Starwood or Marriott, now that they've combined, a person where you have points or that, those aren't bad areas. And I just saw that they're actually going to build another resort between the two of them. Yeah that they're going to add on there as well. So suddenly those become more popular and I'm walking distance or I could take the friendship boat to either of those two parks. So I'm right there. Wilderness Lodge, right? I could take a boat to Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it's the only convenient transportation to a park is that boat. Yep. Boat Other to Magic than that, Kingdom, you're, that's it. Yeah. And Animal Kingdom, not convenient to oh, anything. Oh, it's to nothing. Yeah. It is far away from every possible park and right. activity you could do. Yep. So, yeah, you're. I mean, you're so remote, and even if you're going to Animal Kingdom, the park, you can't walk to it. Right, which you would think you could, but... And now they just started... Usually when we stay, if we stayed um, DVC there, we stay at Kidani Village. Uh-huh. But the quick service restaurant for breakfast and that is in Jumbo House. And now I just saw that they're starting a... Inside resort transportation. Yes. Yeah, because even those two within the same resort are so far away. We had to, um, yeah, when we went to dinner one night when we were there, we hopped, well, we walked over because we had no clue how far away it was, and then we bust back. Um, and it's not that far of a walk. Right. It's okay. I mean, it's a walk. If you expect it. Yeah, right. <laughs> we did not expect it, so we're thinking this is like, yeah. I mean, because even some of the other resorts that are large, like, I mean, you know, Pop Century is huge. Where they have over 2,000 rooms or something, I think. But still, to walk from one end to the other is a bit of a hike, but it's not that bad, and you kind of expect it. Yeah, I was surprised when we started trying to find our way around there. I just wonder how long this lasts. Yeah. Right? I, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, okay, interesting bus service between the two, 
I don't know. I mean, unless it's something that they just do morning and then dinner time right. and it doesn't run all day. I, I obviously want to see the specifics, but personally, I read it and said, neat. I don't see it lasting. Yeah. I, I just don't know how many people are going back and forth that they, uh, they if you're on one end of the resort to the other, yeah, it's a walk, but it's a walk. Right. Right. So. Like, yeah, like any of the other ones. Um, so, you know, we'll go back and, and it's pretty easy to pick between, you know, a, a value and a moderate or a moderate and deluxe if money was no option. That's that's simple. Um, but where are you usually if we go back and you're looking a book, you're going to use DVC. Do you start to see what your points are at a deluxe and you work your way backwards or do you start on the low end and kind of work your way up? Are you looking at deluxe first? Because my fear is that I would look at deluxe which I've done plenty of times. I've looked up rooms at deluxe resorts and gone, oh, we'll just go for a night or two. And then I still see the price. And I'm like, well, now I'm kind of disappointed because of how expensive it is. And then I work my way back. Is that how you guys usually do it with DVC? So the big thing I look for for DVC first is, is there availability? Yeah. So the big thing for me is my home resort is Vero Beach. Mm -hmm. I could book Vero Beach 11 months out. I could only book the other resorts seven months out. Okay. So anybody who their home resort is Polynesian, their home resort is Grand Floridian, they have a four-month head start to book there over me. So first thing I look at is what I plug in my dates, what's available. Okay. And now usually Saratoga Springs or Old Key West are almost always available. Yeah. The next easiest to me to get in is probably Animal Kingdom. Incredibly difficult to get into contemporary. Yeah. Tough to get into Polynesian. Even tough to get in for Grand Floridian. And then you start looking, where are you in the dates? How many points does it take? Because when they do the points, it's one point value for Sunday night to Thursday night. Mm -hmm. A little bit more points for a Friday or Saturday night. Yeah. And then usually there's anywhere from four to five seasons, depending upon the resort. So you look and you're like, great, February is a wonderful month to go to Disney. It's not hot. It's cool. Nobody's there. And that is one of the most popular times for DVC because it takes the least amount of points. So for people who are trying to stretch them, that's a great time to travel, right? Yeah. You're retired. Who cares when you go? I'm going to go when I could stretch my points out. And instead of staying for uh, you know, uh, seven days, I can stay for 14 in the difference between summer and, say, a February. Right. So that's the way I kind of look at it is first let's see what's available. And there'll be times where I look at it and I say, okay, the only place available is Old Key West. Um, I'll save my points. I'll pick a different time. And now I'll flip back to do I want to pay for a moderate? Right. Or do I want to use points or pay for a Hilton or a Marriott? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I go through it. Well, and that's, that's perfect. So I wanted to kind of do a little multiple choice option here. And um, let's just don't consider the parks and how, you know, you get to see the parks more. You get to do more things. If you had the option, let's say price was the same, whether it's, you know, just out of pocket price is the same. And it's, I don't know, a thousand bucks, twelve hundred bucks. Which would you choose? Two nights at a deluxe four nights at a moderate or seven nights at a value. And again, each of those three tiers just say was the exact same price. And and you're not trying to take in consideration, oh, well, we can go to the parks, you know, seven days instead of two days. We go down enough. That's not really a deal breaker. 
where would you put yourself on that range? So again, two nights deluxe, uh, four nights at moderate, or seven nights at a value. I would probably do four nights at the moderate. Yeah. Two nights too short, right? Even yeah. though we still go for plenty of weekends, Fridays, you know, get there Friday and leave Sunday, right? Yeah. We do that plenty of times. But to me, I, it's my value there because I'm enjoying the resort. So moderate gives me time, and then no different than we said before. I can book my dinners anywhere I want. Right. Right? So there's plenty of times that I'll stay in a moderate, and I'll book a dinner at the contemporary or Polynesian or that it's where, what do we want to eat? What are we interested in at that time? Is the time available and go do it. So um, that gives me a little bit of aspect to that resort, right? I'm still going and I'm spending some time at the deluxe, even though I'm not staying there, but give me the four nights, seven nights at a value fine. But you know, I think in our previous episodes, we talked about it. Hey, Pop Century's fine, Art of Animation, whether it's a moderate or a value, fine. They're just not for me, right? They're just, yeah. the, the price doesn't justify the um, the room and the, the motor lodge feel that you get. Right, yeah, and you're going to probably spend a lot of your time elsewhere anyway. Right. Um, yeah, I agree completely. My my fear would be, and I, I'm going to do this at some point because I, I want to stay at these other places. I'm probably going to stay at the Contemporary for one night or maybe two nights. My biggest fear was spending that amount of money and not getting to enjoy everything because your trip is so short. Um, you know, if you got down there in the afternoon, you got half a day on just say a Friday, you got a full day Saturday, and you maybe got half a day Sunday. If you didn't even go to a park, I'm st- especially with Grand Floridian and everything they have to offer, I'd be so afraid. I just I wouldn't get to experience it all, and I would have spent all that money. But I really do want to experience them. So that'll be coming up at some point. I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and do it. And different for us than maybe some of our listeners. Yeah. Right. For who are not just only maximizing their budget, but wanting to spend as much time in the parks or not. We'll do, you know, we're going to do our trip report for this um, past weekend, which was, you know, four days, three nights. Yep. I didn't step foot in a park on Friday. I did for a few hours Saturday, Mm -hmm. did the Halloween party Sunday night, and didn't go in the park on Monday. Right. Right. And when you look at rides, I mean, I I was there for that long, and I probably went on five, six rides that whole weekend. Yeah. Because there is so much more to do, because you bring Disney Springs into it, or you just bring in activities at the resort or another resort whatever it is that you're trying to do, it sometimes, for me, it turns turns to be different now because it's not so much about maximizing that. Yeah. So I, I understand somebody might be listening and they got to get 32 rides in and, it, you know, their trip. Line's longer than 15 minutes. I skip it. Right. right. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. You know, or I hit my three fast passes on my out. Yeah. But there's other things that I can do. Right. So, okay, well, let's go back on that a little bit. If <clears throat> let's just say you're, you know, for maybe some of our listeners have a, they've marked out a thousand dollar, you know, room budget for their trip. Um, how many nights could depend, but let's just say they go, all right, we could do, you know, three nights at a value or moderate at 200 a night. And then that last night we move resorts and we book a deluxe for, you know, 400 so now we're, we're staying four nights as opposed to maybe staying five or six if you stayed at the same resort. Are the, are the rooms 
enough, not counting what's on property, but are the rooms enough that you could see breaking up your budget just to stay in a room like at the contemporary, just to experience the contemporary room, knowing that if you wanted to, you could monorail or bus over there just to experience everything about the resort. Do you think that's worth it for someone? Would, would, would you ever cut a night off of your stay just to spend one night in potentially a deluxe and see what that actual room is about? No. I, just the, the fact that as you're bringing it up and I'm understanding the logic of it and going through it, but in my mind I'm thinking... I'm glad you understood the logic because I wasn't yeah, sure I did. It's like, okay, three, when, when you go on <laughs> vacation, right, and you're packing up, it's... I'm packing up. It's the end of the trip to go. Let's go. And you know, you know, as OCD as my wife and I could be on making sure everything is organized, I just look at it of being, okay, we stayed here three nights. Let's pack up, move everything for one night to then pack up again. Yeah. Um, nah, just go eat at that resort. Get the flavor yeah. of it that way is probably the easiest thing to yeah. do. I mean, your resort, whether it's value, moderate, or deluxe, you're going to have a decent swimming pool. You're oh, going to yeah. you're going to have nighttime movies. Yep. You're going to spend your time in the park. All you're looking for is can I get a place to sleep? Yeah. Which is fine. Maybe it doesn't match up, but again, for our listeners, it's realize what you're going to spend and what you're going to do at your resort. Yeah. If it's 7 nights, but I'm only going in the park 4, mm-hmm. you want a better resort. Right. Yeah, because you're going to spend more time there. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, they recently did, uh, and of course the logistics were, were handled by Disney, but that, you know, that bucket list family did the 30 resorts and 30 nights. Like, I mean, even thinking about that gives me an anxiety attack. But, and I know that some of theirs was, I'm sure, dealt with. And, but I, I yeah, I can't imagine having to switch. Um, and we did it once. We went uh, last March to see, we wanted to see the new Beauty and the Beast at Disney Springs. So we booked a trip over that time. It was the kids' spring break, and we had only booked for three nights at Pop Century, and we were having such a good time. Kids weren't going back to school yet that on that fourth day and night, um, Pop Century didn't have any rooms available for us, and we packed up, and they had one night at Art of Animation. So we packed up, got in the car, took that short drive over and unpacked. But it was still, it was it was strange to have to do that. Because you're right, if you're... And if you're doing a longer stay, I mean, you know, we get to a point now, we unpack our suitcases, we take use of the drawers and we put all our clothes away and we're, you know, even on a a two-night stay, it's tough sometimes to live out of a suitcase. You want to really feel at home. Yeah, and again, me, I travel by myself yeah. during the week, so I'm in hotels, you know, almost every night, but it's me. Here's my carry-on, and I'm not in the same hotel all week. I'm in right. a different city, different yeah. hotel all the time. So it's, hey, pack my stuff up. That's fine. I know how to do it by myself. But now you make it the party of four, and that's what the difference is. Oh, yeah. And snacks right. and food and a cooler maybe with waters or, or whatever else you have. Yeah, I, I could see that. Well, it, I, I, you know, it's pretty interesting to think about. Um, you know, for anybody that is listening, you can check us out on Facebook. You can check us out on Twitter. Let us know what you think. You know, how would you... Would you split up a trip? Would you not? Would you do the two nights at a deluxe or the four nights at a, mor- a moderate or the seven nights at a value? We would love to hear what you're thinking. As always, check us out on iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. Uh, that's all we got for now. We'll see you real soon.